You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy, and this is Your Woo Woo Best Friend. Welcome back to the show. I am opening this episode with a celebration. I've been asking the last couple of weeks for support in getting reviews and ratings for this show. We set a goal for this community to get to 100 reviews by the time this episode today came out. And drumroll... We are at 101 reviews. Yay, my friends. Thank you so much for your support. I wanted to read a couple of reviews from this last round of reviews that we've received. This one is from The Radical Wellness. It says, I love Andy's podcast. She covers all things woo in a perfectly user-friendly way. I just added her podcast to my recommended podcast list for my clients who are new to exploring spirituality and curious to learn more about different healing modalities and so much more. Thank you for all that you do. It's magic and I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you so much for this lovely review. It truly, it just lights me up so much to see these reviews come through. And I'm so happy to be on your list for your clients. Thank you so much. The Radical Wellness Here is another one. This is from Birdie Belleville. I regularly listen to this podcast and really enjoy the fun and lighthearted conversations around transformational practices for a life well lived. Highly recommend. Thank you. Okay, one more. This one is from Drew and it says, your woo-woo best friend provides information on all bodies we possess, spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional. Whether just starting a spiritual practice, understanding self, or going for that big journey, this podcast is a multidimensional space to explore. Take your journal out, let yourself daydream, or simply drive yourself to work. This podcast will support your spiritual discipline, your inner woo-woo. That is what we're here for. You guys just get it. You get what this show is all about. I am so grateful. So grateful. Next up on my list of personal updates, as this episode drops, we are officially one week away from wedding extravaganza. I never thought I would be saying wedding extravaganza because it is a small wedding that we're having. A very small group of our closest family and friends. However, what I've learned in this process, and I should probably do a whole episode of my learnings around planning an event like a wedding, is that even our small wedding has felt like it's felt it's felt big. It's been big emotionally, and it has been big from the standpoint of this. Every single thing that we've needed to plan to have our special day come to life and the way that we hoped that it would, all of those steps are the same, no matter if we were having 30 people come to the wedding or 100 people come to the wedding. We are having about 30 people come to the wedding. We did not hire a wedding planner because in my type A mind, I was like, I got this. I'm really good at planning. I'm going to be so organized and have all the things checked off the list. And I've learned that ultimately in this experience, I need to be 
I need to play the role of bride and not the role of executor of said wedding. And so I am so happy to say I've got some really beautiful friends that are going to be helping me to pull off each of the different events that we have going on throughout the weekend. We're getting married on the beach in Malibu. Then we're having a reception dinner in Topanga Canyon. And then the next day we're having a friends and family barbecue at our house. And Ben and his family will be playing some music. His dad and his brother and his uncle, they're all musicians. I don't have a musical bone in my body. They all they all got all of those genes. So that's going to be happening the day after. So it's kind of like we're planning three events, the beach wedding, the reception in Topanga Canyon, and then the barbecue the day after. I am very excited. I am remembering what this is all about. And as I say that out loud and take a breath, I will be reminding myself and Ben as we approach the week next week that this is the intention of this. This is all about the celebration of our relationship and our love. And that is what's most important. And if things go a little awry, which, hey, things do, you, you know, things things happen, that we will be taking it all in stride and having a joyful experience. I'll check back in after the wedding. We are, we're recording right now in advance of the wedding, we're getting the next three episodes loaded in. So it's going to be like end of October before I'm really back to tell you how it all went and to give you the details. But I promise to do that when I am back at the end of the month. We do have some great show guests coming up next week. We have my doctor from Kind Body, Dr. Anu Katharisen will join me. I will talk a little bit about my experience in the attempt at making a baby and what Ben and I have been through thus far and then what our plans are next. And then Dr. Anu will also share all sorts of information that I feel like all women need to know about their bodies, about the experience of baby making, about the processes that are involved, why we have miscarriages, all of that stuff. If you are interested in any capacity about that part of your body and you are a woman or you are someone who is interested in learning about what it is like for someone who is born as a woman to go through this process of creating a baby or freezing eggs or any of those things, this will be a great episode for you. I'll introduce you to today's guest in just a moment, but I have one more quick announcement for you before we get into the conversation for today. We have officially brought back to WeWe Studio with limited space available soul strategy readings. These readings are all about gaining clarity of purpose using human design and North Node astrology. The way that I work these readings, the reading is with me. It is a one-on-one session. These are hour-long live sessions in which I will take a look at your charts, both your natal astrology chart and your human design chart, overlay those two charts together, look at 
specifically your north node, and then quite a few points within your human design chart, including your type, your authority, your profile. I also look at your sun gates and your earth gates, something that isn't talked about quite as much in human design. I find that to be really important for helping to determine purpose and what we have incarnated on this planet to do, coupled with north node astrology, which is our karmic astrology, why we why our soul has chosen to be here at this moment in time. I take a look at those two things, and then we work through together truly what is most important for you. So we can focus on finding your highest self, discovering your calling, and living with purpose. We can focus on big life transitions. That is a really good reason to come and have one of these readings if you're going through big moves or a changing career path or starting a business really good reason to come and have a reading. We can also work on diagnosing blocks or misalignment and looking at ways to release those blocks specifically. So if something's just feeling off and you're not quite sure what it is, or if you're feeling a little bit like your momentum is not what you would like for it to be, we can spend some time on that too. So that's that's available. These are open now. They are very limited time sessions, very limited number of sessions. I spent most of the month of September doing these sessions. I had several a day, several days a week. And for me, it was really incredible to see the transformations happening in just an hour's time and the awarenesses that were happening, the ahas that were happening. To me, it's like I have this opportunity to pull a curtain back and help you to see what your true path, what you were incarnated to do, why you chose this time, this place, this body, and our human design charts coupled with our astrology charts tell us so much. And I find that marrying those two together gives us a really fantastic snapshot of you and your potential. So if you're interested, you can go to weewestudio.com and then go take a look at Soul Strategy Readings and you can book there. If you're listening to this in future and you go to take a look and they are all sold out, you can get on the wait list. And when we open them up again, you'll be one of the first people to know. Okay. Would love to see you in person, one-on-one in a soul strategy reading experience. I love doing these with you. Let's meet today's show guest. I am so thrilled to invite Jocelyn Kelly Reed here to your woo-woo best friend. Jocelyn is here for one major mission, and that is to lead spiritual women towards making a big impact in order to get rich, to work less, to play more, and to fall in love with life. She is called the money queen, and she has had her fair share of successes. She worked for the largest asset manager in the world for seven years. She grew a direct sales team of 100 people for a social impact brand and closed over a million dollars in sales for a luxury furniture line in under a year in her last full-time position. She truly understood money on a 3D level. And then, like you might expect, she went through a major emotional and spiritual change. She had just this crack in life. And it opened her up to so much. She left a toxic relationship. She 
despite her awareness of money, she found herself six figures deep in debt and had to do a lot of work to get to the other side. Jocelyn has mastered how to call money in on a spiritual and energetic level. She is incredibly kind, sensitive. She's got this wild-hearted intuition. She has the ability to see business, but also energy from a bird's eye view in order to help other women navigate quickly. So they are able to get on the fast track and get things going. Jocelyn's going to talk to us all about building abundance and keeping the ambitious nature that you may have deep within you, but ditching that hustle and grind that often is just crushing for our souls. We're going to talk money energetics. We're going to talk about quantum leaping. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. Hey, Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I am so looking forward to this conversation with you, you money queen. I'm so thrilled to chat with you. (laughs) On my favorite topic. Exactly. Exactly. I am, I'm ready to get right into it. It's, it's such a, it's such a conversation that's in the ether. I feel like everyone's talking about money right now. There's like all these like scary stories about money. And then there's this like beautiful narrative that we get to have about money too. And we're going to go in both of those directions today, because I know that you're going to be able to give our listeners such good guidance and support around how to move out of that scary money mindset into this flowing, beautiful, abundant mindset. So before we get into that, I want to just ground us in a little bit of your background. So you worked for the largest asset manager in the world. You grew a sales team of 100 people for a social impact brand. You closed over a million dollars in sales for a luxury furniture line in under a year and your last full-time position, quite a background. And then you have shifted tremendously, although there's this through line of money in everything that you've done. So tell me a bit about your story. Yeah, that's the highlight reel. Let's also remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's the highlight reel. Let's also remember that I, I mean, I really did after finance, financially destroy myself also, you know, and I had acquired nearly six figures in tax debt. So that all sounds nice, but I've also had a very, and those are all experiences that obviously wildly served me today in terms of my business acumen and supporting other women in business, et cetera. But I've had a deep, deep money journey that was very much tied to honestly, like my spiritual ascension, my spiritual awakening, no big shocker, right? When I went into all of that debt and was like hanging on by a thread is at the same time that I was having my Saturn return Mm. and a really intense psychic awakening. So it sort of makes sense, right? That I would be kind of like taken down the road to destroy myself because who knew that later I would become like a business and money and feminine energy coach. And I would have to be able to teach right at all levels around like how to create abundance, no matter where you're starting. So in a way, I don't wish that journey on anyone, not at all. That level of financial stress. I mean, it literally takes over your life. Mm. It's all you think about, you know, totally. And what I think is so interesting about your story is you had such 
a great understanding of how to generate money on a very 3D level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then still it was you were so disconnected from the reality of the the greater energy around it that while you had this knowledge, it was like when you it applied matter. it to self, it didn't matter. It was like just right. not connected. Well, and it was like, I was so disconnected from myself. Yeah. So what happened is I wasn't spiritual at all before kind of like my, my rock bottom. I was working in finance. I had a boyfriend. I was like, I was like on paper doing all the things that are yeah. like the American dream. Right. And it, this happens to a lot of people where it really starts to hit like later into your twenties when you're out of alignment and you don't know, or your trauma actually really starts to surface. And I left San Francisco, which was where I was, you know, working for BlackRock, doing the things. And I moved to LA and I left everything. I left my relationship. I left, you know, I mean, I'd lived in other places, but I left the city I'd been in for seven years. I left my job and I, it wasn't like, oh, I'm moving for this job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea. I just knew I kept getting called, kept getting called. And because I'd always been so good with money and straight out of school was like making great money and doing all the things I invested. I maxed out my 401k. I had a savings account. I had an investment account separate from my retirement account. I, you know what I mean? Like I knew how to stack the cash. I knew exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And, but it doesn't matter if you have so much unaddressed trauma that I had that I didn't even know that I had. Mm -hmm. It hadn't really shown up before. And I basically became like addicted to this guy that I was dating on and off, up and down. He was really the initiation of my psychic awakening because I was having these really crazy premonition dreams about him and like what he was going to do up to him being engaged to the woman he's either still engaged wow. or married to now. Like this went on for years. Um, and we weren't even in relationship the whole time. But I think that like my Venus or my Chiron is actually on my Venus. So that's all love and money. So my greatest mm -hmm. transformations and my greatest points of power in this life will be around love and money. But it kind of like, isn't it interesting how they were all wound together at that time? So then I had this like crazy psychic addiction because I mean, I was hearing voices. I was like, could barely go into a crowded room because I feel everybody's energy. I was having mm -hmm. dreams of like all white light. I was seeing spirits. I mean, it was really intense for someone who's not even spiritual, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm sure quite scary because you're like, I was what the hell is happening to me? Yeah. And I, it's not like now where everyone's wanting to turn onto their intuition and wake up. I wasn't looking for any of that. You know, I didn't know anything and it was scary. And I felt really other because I was really suffering. Like most people have like drug and alcohol addiction. And I was like addicted to a human and addicted to like trying to understand what was going on with him, even though I already knew through my own channel, but I like didn't want to believe it. And I think because the experience was so intense that I convinced myself, oh, that means he's the one. It's like classic trauma bonds, right? Oh, if it's yeah. so intense, this is the one. Obviously he is not. Um, so yeah, that was what was underneath my complete like financial demise. Wow. How did you, okay, so this happens, you're having this awareness of what many would consider to be gifts, but are incredibly scary in the moment because you're not yeah. even looking for these gifts. They're just like, you're getting hit with it all at once. How did you begin to move forward and shift that scary scenario and this addiction into something that has become what it is today today yeah i mean it took time for me to even call it an addict like to understand that it was an addiction for a while i just felt so because my body was in complete flight or fight the whole time i had like level 10 anxiety i could barely sleep i was like barely eating 
Um, so I didn't even have the groundedness to go like, what's going on with me? It's very interesting. I mean, I really feel like I had the brain of an actress. Like there's no logic, Mm -hmm. you know, at that Mm -hmm. time. But what happened? So I did obviously start to get more into spirituality because I was like, what's going on with me? It just kind of opens. But this did not heal for a while. Like it lasted a long time, honestly, pretty much the whole time I was in LA. But what happened in the end is I had a health crisis and I had to have open surgery because I had fibroids, one including the size of a grapefruit. Wow like really intense. And, you know, I was operating again, level 10 anxiety, drinking tons of coffee. Like I was just on another planet, you know, at this point I had switched careers and, you know, that was a positive that I had like got myself into your design industry, but it was like, I was just, you know, I've always had like a good work ethic when I am focused obviously, but like, I still was like hanging on by a thread, you know? Mm emotionally. And like every day just felt so hard. I just used to pray for a time, but because of this health crisis, I couldn't work because I got a period that never went away because basically because of the fibroids, my uterus didn't know like, okay, she's done bleeding, you know? Right. And I, they were waiting for me to, they were trying to get me to stop bleeding so I could actually even have the surgery. Um, cause I did not want to get a blood transfusion or anything like that. And I couldn't work. And it was actually like good that I quit my job because I could switch my insurance to the highest level of coverage because my hospital bill was also a hundred thousand dollars or would have, would have yeah. been without insurance. So it was like grace that it's like, everything happened in my favor. So like, I couldn't work anyway. Then I found out when I quit my job, I could change. Cause I didn't have like the highest level PPO. So you can only switch in California if you have a job, like something event has to happen. You can't just switch because you want to in the middle of the year. So because I had the life event, I was able to upgrade my insurance. And then I wound up only owing $2,000 instead of on a $100,000 hospital bill. But anyway, that's separate. But anyway, so I was on the sofa. I had nothing else to do. And I found Louise Hay. And I knew in that moment, like me having my health on the line was like a hard no, like money hadn't been enough. You know what I mean? But your physical health, I'd never been sick with any, I'm one of those people who's like always healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I get a cold once a year, but I have no autoimmune issue. Like there's nothing ever going on. So that like, since I guess the money wasn't enough and how I felt wasn't enough, that woke me up. I was like, something's wrong. This isn't, I'm like, not well, you know? Yeah. The body knows the body will, the body will stop you. It will, it will, it will make you stop in your tracks and have to readjust if you are careening down the wrong path. It will. And I was flying down it for years. So then I looked up by this time I had, you know, discovered more spirituality. I think like my introduction was Gabby Bernstein. I'd read Mm -hmm. her book, Spirit Junkie, but you know what I mean? It was like spirituality light. Like I wasn't doing like any deep work, you know? And I looked up the reason for fibroids and Louise Hay popped up and it was romantic shame. I'm like, well, no big shocker. Look how I've been moving Mm -hmm. through the world for the past five years. And there was obviously like physical things going on in my health, like estrogen overload. I cannot drink coffee, which I don't now. Like a lot of things needed to change on actual physical level too. Um, But it woke me up and, you know, her story, how she healed herself from cancer through her work and nutrition, et cetera. And I literally just started listening to Louise Hay day in and day out. And I was like, oh, I creating my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am creating my life. It's that is the shift. It's like, oh, all of this shit has happened. I've been experiencing rock bottom health crisis 
And yet I'm still not waking up to what's going on. And all of a sudden you have this awareness that, no, I'm actually in charge. I'm creating. I'm in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And at this time, by this point, the guy that I've been up and down with obsessed with, he had gotten in another relationship. And I, it was at that point I had a dream about their engagement. And I was like, it let me let go. I knew at this point, this point to just believe my dreams and stop fighting it. Mm -hmm. And I saw gold rings on both of their fingers. And it's funny, this was years before he even proposed to her. Wow. Um, I know. Isn't it wild? I'm actually very grateful for him now because I really needed that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's yeah. so important for you to say that because I think, well, I know oftentimes we have these really terrible things going on. You had this, this complete financial breakdown, this relationship that you think in the moment is the one and it's not, it's not. And you're seeing, you're literally getting visions of how much it isn't that he is actually going to be with someone else. And for a lot of folks that would be like, all right, everything is destroyed. Everything is terrible. But you just said, I'm actually grateful for that because when you allow in that gratitude, then you really start to take control of your life and be the ultimate creator of your life. So then what did you create after that experience? After that? <laughs> yeah. So I got myself, so we healed from, so I focused all my attention on my healing. I started really focusing on my growth. I started getting deeper help. I manifested the money to move to New York. I'd known I wanted to do that. And I would say coming to New York was kind of like, I, it's not that I was perfectly healed, but I, LA was not the place for me. New York is much healthier for me. It's just like an energetic thing. Sure. Well, specifically I live in Brooklyn. The city would be too much for me. Um, and I just knew, and I got a job here and I was like, this is my last job. I knew for sure this was my last full-time job and I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I was now awake enough to start going to, I was learning more about manifestation. I was learning more about trauma. I was understanding that what I was experiencing, what I had been experiencing was all unprocessed trauma, whether it be from my lifetime, my lineage, wherever, regardless where it came from, it's trauma. And like, I needed to, even in learning about manifestation, that really opens up my eyes to my own stuff. And I started healing that. And along the way, I started just manifesting more. Like I I was doing some business consulting on the side of my full-time job. And when I realized like I'd gotten paid for literally half a day, my New York rent in a few hours. And I was like, okay, obviously there's a lot more money available mm -hmm. doing something that's really fun and easy, but I prefer to help people, you know, mm -hmm. rather than obviously I have, I mean, I have clients who most of my clients own businesses, right? Or a business to business, but rather going through the person rather than going through the company. And so I just very much switched my focus and I didn't start out going like, oh, I'm really good at money. I'm going to teach money. I just, but I had a very, I had 15 years of sales and marketing experience, but I started out just wanting to help women create a better life because I saw how rapidly my life was changing my internal environment. And just, I started to like pick up things energetically. Like if I would date a guy and he really wasn't aligned with me, when I would separate, I would make a lot of money. And I was like, huh, you know what I mean? I just started like mm -hmm. seeing how things were moving in addition to just like, you know, learning from various teachers, et cetera, and things just channeling through to me. And then once I was inside of just helping women create a better life, manifesting a better life, it so happened, like I was building a business. Most of them wanted to build businesses too. And I'm like, cool, well, walk beside me, like, let's go. And I felt very confident in doing so given my background. And then I realized I was making money 
way faster than most people make money in this space. And I, but not like, I didn't do it on purpose. It was just happening. And, you know, I had like my first 13 K month, I think was 60 days in. And then I was at 30 K month, six months in my first year, I had my first 50 K month a year or two. I had my first six figure month. Now I'm at six figure months. I'm in year three continuously. And that's very rapid rap. And I didn't have a huge audience. Like for most of this time, I had like under 3000 followers on Instagram. Like there's no, you know, I wasn't like a blogger who built a huge following and then switched to coaching because that, that happens a lot, which was a vibe too. But I'm just saying none of that was there, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, And so then I started coaching around money and it was like, yes, the practical, but also just the spiritual and energetic and It's just my, the more people I've helped, the more my channel opens. And then I just started receiving so many codes and downloads around energy and money and like the relationship between the two and like our boundaries and how we move through the world and the, the level of which we're allow ourselves to go big, use our voice, how that corresponds to money. And you know what I mean? It's just compounded and compounded and compounded to where now I'm like, oh, I get it right now. I feel like I have command over money instead of like money feeling like a brick hanging from my neck, you Mm. know? Such a good visual because so many folks, that's how they feel. So let's, let's talk about the money, the energetics of money. What type of energy does money hold? So it's really interesting. Money is very loaded, right? And so money and power go hands in hands, but what's happened is we've associated power with as being a negative thing, right? We look at politicians, we look at celebrities we're not into, What we look at what's happening on the world stage, that's where we see a lot of money. But I'm like, but money's not the common denominator there because there's also, you know, like Mother Teresa died worth 20 million. Like there's a lot of good-hearted people have a lot of money, but you know, the media tends to pay attention to drama and chaos. And I'm like, but the, the issue isn't the money, it's those people. So a lot of people push away money because they associate it with negative frequencies like what we see in the media, but I'm like, totally. again, common denominator is not money. You're just noticing more of those people because you're watching the news. Stop watching the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. literally, because you can be very much in your power and someone who's here to do amazing things in the world and have lots of money, but maybe the media is not paying attention to you or maybe they are. It doesn't really matter. The point is the common denominator is not the money. There's people who behave horribly who have no money. There's people who horribly have lots of money, right? Money is neutral, right? Money is just going to have us be more of what we were already going to be in the world because you have a larger platform, Mm. larger stage, and just more choice and more freedom to take up space. So a lot of people, I feel like there's a lot of fear around like our power, right? Power, we hear the word power and we're all like, oh, scary. I'm like, no, power is a good thing, right? But it's like your personal power. It's not control. It's not manipulation. It's not the patriarchy. It's like your attunement to your own truth, your capacity to speak your voice, your willingness to like lean into your own leading edge of expansion over and over and over and over again, right? Whether it be to start the business, raise your prices, to move, to end a relationship, to start a relationship, to say something you're scared to say on the internet because you're afraid of what other people might think, to like not care what your neighbors are saying about you. You know what I mean? This is all power. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. that is such a, you know, those energy, like money is just, money is just abundance. You know, it's just the frequency of abundance. So of course it's going to be drawn where there's a higher expression of abundance. 
And I also think about it as like, we want to be vibing with money. It's like, okay, this gets to be as easy as the air I breathe. It is a neutral resource. So you don't think twice about water coming out of the faucet. If you're hungry, you go open the fridge. You're not like, oh my God, food and water, high drama, high drama, high drama, right? Where it's like standard. Why is money any different? Because you interact with money just as often as you interact with food and water. Like it's in your life every single day, right? But it's the programming we have around it that makes it more complicated. Money is simple. People are complex, right? Mm, And we have our stories. Like, I don't know, let's say you didn't grow up with money and someone who had money treated you poorly. You tied that to money. The issue was never the money. It was just that person, right? But we tie what other people do to what they have and then disconnect ourselves from what they have. Yeah, it's such a shift. It's such a shift. You've equated the energy of money to the endlessly abundant energy of the divine, money being a a life force energy that works through us. Can you share some tips about how we start to shift our thinking around money to treat it this way, to treat it as a life force energy? Yeah, so to me, it's just, it's like the more turned on you feel so i talk about the portal as the i'm sorry the body is the portal to manifestation right Mm -hmm. because when we've cleared our trauma we've cleared our things right like we've cleared the anxiety what was causing the anxiety the depression the discomfort the fibroids right like we get clear we are such an open portal to receive and so the life force energy piece or you know like in chinese medicine chi right just Mm -hmm. like our energy you know i always to to help someone understand it's like let's say you're walking down the street and you see this beautiful woman, or maybe you even see her on the internet and you're like, oh my gosh, she looks so vibrant. She's so alive. It's nothing she did. It's nothing she said. It's just like a frequency, right? Um, That is just like her life force energy is really moving, right? And so it's like anything that you can do or that you do to turn your life force energy on. So one, really like, to even have space for that. So most women need to tighten up their boundaries like tenfold, Mm -hmm. like in every single area, like no people pleasing, gotta have standards. Boundaries aren't wobbling around all over the place based on who you're talking to. It's like, these are the standards. This is the level at which I live, right? Like I always say, have you ever met a wealthy self-made person who doesn't have good boundaries? Yeah, that's a great point. Never met one before. (laughs) Right, they all have them. It's like, you've literally never seen it before right? This is so important. And so it's funny. And then, okay. So on practices, yes. Like for example, like breath work is amazing. I love breast massage, like getting physical massages, like things that feel good to your body, but you also want to be like doing the deeper work to like clear the energetic imprints from your prior experiences, whether they be yours or inside your lineage so that you even like it's like, it just creates space because when you feel really yummy in your own body, just like really grounded, really sound. Like for example, we did a cervix yarn ring in my mastermind Fempire. That's a mastermind, you know, for women who are anchoring seven figures. And we did cervix yarn ring. None of them had ever done it. Like any, this level of womb healing before. Basically like you use a wand and it's like you're accessing your cervix. Like with the wand, you could take it on this whole ceremony, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason we do it is because women carry lifetimes of trauma inside of our womb. Our womb is like a living library, right? Like you lived inside your mother's body. She lived inside of hers. Like this makes sense. And we quite often in this like, go, 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 very masculine culture, 
we also disconnect from our physical bodies or maybe moms, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm co-sleeping with my kid. I'm not even having sex right now. Like I'm just being a mother and like slowly like this disconnection starts happening. But when we allow ourselves to reconnect and heal through our womb space, it's like that energy just gets lifted and released we get more in touch with our own body. Like our womb is like, we're women. Like this is like the center of every, it's this literal center of life, right? We're able to have children. Then like, it's like when we release energy from there and just allow that beingness and that presence, you immediately, like I've seen the craziest shifts after ceremonies like that, because of course, if you do something with repetitions, make more of a difference, right? But it just like opens you up to more. So I really love kind of like the work in the sort of like, I call us like modern day medicine women. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like obviously I teach on business and like a lot of other things too, but just in this piece of the work where, yeah, it's like, how do you explain to someone why that works? How do you explain to someone that they do that all of a sudden, like they feel turned on in their pleasure again, or money comes in or clients come in or all of a sudden, like, I don't know, some new program downloads or whatever. It's a little bit believing in things you can't see, but isn't it true if you talk to anyone who's created great wealth or great anything, there is a commonality of like being able to believe in what you can't see. Totally. I mean, we can airdrop a photo on my phone to the person sitting across I the mean, room from me. I mean, fair enough. You know, it's like, <laughs> we can't see that happening and we believe it to be very normal and possible. But when we start talking about these, these energetics, it's like, huh, how is that? How does that work? And it's like, well, all, there's there's all of this vibrational energy. And if we can believe a phone can send a picture across the room, why can't we believe in these other possibilities? That like what you can create yourself, right? Because yeah. remember that we've been taught to outsource our power since day one. You're not the powerful one, right? The It's the government. It's your teacher. It's mm -hmm. your parents. It's always somebody else, but never you, right? Mm -hmm. But because we've been disempowered around our own power from day one, I think it'd be hard for us to get our arms around this idea of like, oh, I can just be super magnetic through my healing, through my expansion, of course, through the 3D things I learn and all these things. And I can just call in what I want. Someone else, I don't have to work so hard for it or someone else doesn't have to tell me I can have it now. It's like, that's the shift, right? Is like really believing our own power. And of course we do the healing. And if you have a business, you do the things, you learn to run a smart business, et cetera. But it's like, this is the turn on. And then you realize you're the leading energy in all of this. And when you're the leading energy, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what else is happening in the world. It's like, no, I get to have what I get to have, like, because I decided, and you actually have the confidence to feel that way. And, you know, you don't attach so much to when, 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 and when, because it's like, you're so sure you're going to have it. This same thing with money. Like I've really dialed this. And like, I've watched even this year, like, my bank account has more than five times, you know? And I'm like, wow, like this wasn't happening last year, even though I was making great money. It's like, we're at a new level. And so much of it's been like, okay, well, intentionally focusing on compounding the amount of money in my bank account without constricting spending. Cause that's not part of like the vibration of money. It's not constriction, right? I only spend in alignment, but you, I'm always like very, I have a business, I have a team. I'm very invested in my own growth. It's never, you're never going to get wealthy through saving. You have to learn how to compound, right? Mm -hmm. And that and desiring like X amount of my accounts and like really bring my energy there. And I'm like, oh, it works. 
but it's like you stick with it. You don't drop your power because it didn't happen tomorrow. You don't drop your power because you thought you were going to get paid on something. That person changed their mind or client defaulted or whatever. That's okay. That's just 3D things that are happening to kind of like help you expand your capacity where you can hold the vision for what you want, no matter what is in front of your face. Cause like you don't need faith when everything's working. Right. So yes, it's like yes. when we can stay so deeply in our power about what we're creating and obviously go invest and support like all these things, but I'm just talking about our relationship with us. It's like, you're going to get it. You are really going to get it. Yeah. But most people drop their power every five minutes. Yeah. It's like, hold the power and then chill out and let it flow. Like, let's just let it flow. And anything that's sticky, get support so we can work through it quickly. Like I didn't need to rock bottom for five years. I didn't know better. Right. Now, anything that comes up, I'm taking it into my mentorship, healing spaces, wherever. And it's worked out in like a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, Such, and that's such a shift in it, in its own that you, when you, when you get that awareness, when you tap into, into your own power, it's like, all right, shit happens. And I got this. I, I have the support. I have the resources and I know what to do. I don't just live in it. I don't just stay in it. Right. Like we're not being victim to our experiences. Mm -hmm. We're recognizing them. We're not trying to bypass them or pretend like they're not happening, but they don't own us. I think there's this major shift in terms of like how we view what happened, the duality of life, right? Lots of times it's amazing. It's slowing. Obviously, the more you heal, the more you grow, you're going to have way more stability. You're going to get happier and happier. But there's also just real life things that happen, whether they be like really painful, big moments or just things in the day or discomfort in a relationship or whatever it is. But it's like those void spaces where we don't know what's going on. I'm always saying like how you navigate the void is everything. It really is everything. So you can navigate it with a lot of grace and showing up powerfully for yourself and for what's happening and like just be willing to walk with it or you can collapse under it mm. and spin out in it for as long as I did <laughs> before I knew better. <laughs> yep, yep. And you now know? you share those lessons so that folks that are experiencing that have have a guide. I love also exploring the receptive mode and I'm especially loving, especially it seems this season this like summer we're seeing more women lean into soft living and really romanticizing their lives which is quite the opposite of hustle culture and girl boss mode what are your thoughts on shifting into that romanticism of life which is very much a feminine energy totally i mean my like my venus is in taurus i'm an earthly pleasures woman i'm like well if you're rolling with this much like leading Okay. Actually, let me reframe that. Okay. Inside my business, what I always share is my life comes first, right? We like my business is in a figure eight energy in response to my life. I don't work for the business. The business works for me and works for my clients, right? Like our tends to be that our relationship with the corporate world is just like, it's almost like you're panting, chasing after what they want from you. Right. Totally. It's exhausting. I'd been burnt out enough. So even from the beginning of when I, when I started this business, I was like, we are not doing that. And I was like, no, if the business is here to help me make all my dreams come true and to help me help other women have all their dreams come true, why would I be getting dragged around by it? That energetically doesn't make any sense, right? Absolutely. So the way I viewed it, I was like, no, the business works for me. It supports me and it supports my clients, right? Like, that the business is the masculine energy supporting us. (laughs) 
and being inside our feminine space. But we have to build the business that way where that's what happens. So you don't get dragged around by it. And it's the same thing for life. And it's like, I really, I'm with this message 100%. I teach about feminine energy all day long. And it's like, can you receive life? Can you receive money? Like stop chasing things, right? It's like, learn how to, yeah, of course, when you have a business, you're going to be doing the 3D things to get it where you want it to be. But you get to do those in very smart and efficient ways like I have, where you make a lot of money really fast and it's vibey and flowy and easy. And if something doesn't feel vibey and flowy and easy or sustainable, you change it. And it's like, how we get to this like fem- place of like life feeling like the feminine exhale is through ensuring that there's sustainability everywhere in your life, right? So as the most basic example, it's like a lot of people have to learn how to get ahead of their own energy, right? I'm not gonna wait until I've been tired for two weeks to go book the massage. I'm gonna have the massage on the calendar every two weeks, stay ahead of yourself, right? I know I don't like cleaning. The house cleaner comes every two weeks. I'm not going to wait till the house is a mess. Then be like, oh my God, I need the house cleaner to come. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. these, like we have to build a life that supports ourselves instead of having so much availability for this like slow suffering that actually exhausts us over time, right? Mm. It's like put yeah. in what you need up front in your business, right? This is your mentorship. This is your team. This is all the things in your personal life. And if you stay ahead of yourself in this way, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the insurance policy concept where it's like, okay, it's there. If something does happen, you don't really need it, but also it's just there to be there, right. To feel good. If you set your life up that way and your business up that way, you're going to have a ton of space to just be, which is yeah. the whole point it, in it life is to enjoy is. your life. Yeah. If we, when we start to think about that, that this, the whole point of us being here is about joy and compassion and self-expression, all of those things that you're talking about, which ultimately are the package of self-care, it doesn't become something that is a, it's not an afterthought anymore. It's like, of course I'm taking care of myself. Of course I'm gifting myself the experience of well-being because that equates to how I find joy, how I create how I create, how I express. I, I do those things at the highest level because I take care of this vessel, this, this being that I am. Exactly. And right. I'm not available for suffering my way through life. A lot of this is chosen suffering. We don't have to live the way we're living. We choose to Mm, a lot of the time. Right. Important to remind ourselves of that. 100%. It comes up for women a lot. A lot of us are, you know, we're mothers, we're married. And it's like what it's meant in the past. What do you do? It's like you bleed out, just have a partner and children. Like, does this make any sense? Mm. Right? Like these take the, and like, what message does it send to our children too? If we're like, oh, I'm just going to totally abandon myself to be my, your mother. What are your kids going to do? They're going to do the same thing later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. like, we are just in an era where women are really having the opportunity to redefine what it means to be a woman in context of everything. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Everything. everything. Yeah. Literally. And like, it's a choice that we get to make, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and men yeah. too. My work is just geared towards women. Sure, sure. I mean, we're all getting to redefine. And for women who have ultimately up until a decade or so, or a generation or so ago, a couple decades or so ago, did we did not readily have this choice available. And ultimately we are 
one of the first generations getting to create and embody that. So well, truly, I mean, it was a man's world. This is the truth. <laughs> like men made the money, men created businesses and men ruled the world. You know, that's what was going on. And it's not to blame men for anything. This is just actually what happened. Mm -hmm. And we were always living our life in response to a man. Like, this is what we were doing. This is literally our whole existence, securing a man and living your life in response to one and then being financially provided for through one, you know? So we get to still have love. We get to have all the things, but it's just like the context for everything has changed, but it's such deep programming has been going on for centuries that a lot of times we're like asleep at the wheel, right? Yeah. We don't even realize what we're doing. Oh, and then we have to relearn kind of like how we relate to the masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. which isn't like, so I actually teach about money as a masculine energy because of how it feels to have it. It feels stable. It feels supportive. Actually, as a feminine core woman, like most of what we look for is, has the energy of masculine, of how really good masculine energy feels. So it's just safety, right? It's like why we love a partner that feels so grounded in his masculine, or, you know, if you're not dating a man, you got my point. Like if you're a feminine core woman, a more masculine feeling partner, why we love like a juicy expansive home because we walk in and we're like oh i can soften i can breathe like everything we want tends to give us the feeling of safety women are going to look for safety till the end of time so it's like the way in which we do it right matters and so i'm like okay well if you can think about masculine energy instead of it something that you need to chase what if it's something that you receive right mm -hmm. like when you can receive inside of love how much better does that feel versus chasing someone very different energies, right? Mm -hmm. When we receive money and we're just like, oh, yum, I show up in my soul's full purpose. I built this business to support me and my clients. Like I'm charging what I want to charge. I feel in such deep alignment. Oh, of course I make money every day. That You're receiving money. You're not chasing money on the internet, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So this receptivity piece, but it's like, this is why, how we tend to our body, how we tend to ourselves, how we heal is so important to get you out of this crazy flight, flight energy, you know, yeah, yeah, so that you can even be grounded enough to receive. Yeah. So important. Talk to me about quantum leaping. How do we start to play in the quantum field versus following the standard timelines that we learned about how our life should be when we were growing up? Totally. So obviously most of us, if you were raised in Western culture, you were raised on some version of the American dream, right? Where it's like, go to school, get the job, get married, buy a car, buy a two house with a two car garage, and you are now happy. <laughs> Very linear, right? And you're going to have the same job for the rest of your life and you're going to have a pension plan. Um, doesn't exist anymore, right? Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> this is why you incarnated. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, that's what was going on. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> 1000%. It's kind of funny to think about. We're like, what is this? Like a 50s TV show, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So there's that. That's what we learned. But who did that serve? That serves the government. That serves the patriarchy, right? It serves a completely different agenda than what is actually in alignment for most people. Quantum leaping is simply just having something happen quickly. You know, what you thought would take five years to create ends up taking five months, right? Me going from six figures in debt to six figure months in my business in two years. That's a big quantum leap with money, right? 
um, you being in a super toxic relationship to all of, you know, four months later, you've met the love of your life because of the path that you chose to take to arrive quantum leap with love, right? They get to happen everywhere. It's just this concept of collapsing time. So one, we start working with time in a different way. Instead of thinking of time as linear, it's like time is barely real. It's like, well, if one person, you know, and sometimes we're on the path we're on and there's reasons for that and things we need to learn, but just generally speaking, all things being equal, it's like, well, if you could get there in a year, why do you want to take 10? <laughs> you know, like if that's an available option, just because you're new in business, why does it take need to take forever for you to have 50K months? Why can't you have it right now? But you have to believe it. You know, most people don't believe it. So they just like put themselves on the linear timeline as a default setting. Right. But it's like, that's one option. But in this world of like infinite, what is the quantum field? The space where everything already exists, right? Infinite potential, infinite realities, et cetera. So my perspective is like, well, you get to just like pick from the menu, right? It's like, ah, okay, well, I'm on that reality. I don't really like this. So I'm going to like choose to play over here. So what needs to happen? Okay. Well, I'm going to align in energy and actions to go play that way instead of suffering through the timeline I don't want to be on anymore, right? So first, there's just like the claiming. Most people don't even claim their desires. They just work based off of what they think they can have and what they see immediately around them and respond to that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, no, clean slate. What do you want? You know, doesn't matter where you came from. Where you came from is no indicator of where you're going. So many of the success stories you see on the planet are people who come, came from the most broken places, you know? Doesn't not, not required. We do not need to rock bottom to rise. Eventually you have to learn how to build. You're not going to get there. But you get my point, right? Doesn't matter. So stop using where you came from or what's going on with people around you as a point of creation, unless they're very inspiring people for you. Mm -hmm. So one, it's like claiming your desires. And then, you know, obviously like there's, I'm just giving like a very high level, but it's like, okay, cool. Well, what's everything inside of you that's telling you, you can't have that. When you think about really holding that thing in your body, because it doesn't feel safe in your body. It's not going to happen in your reality, right? This is like, yeah. we seen the athlete who made $50 million, who's bankrupt. You're like, how in God's name, right? Right. Yeah. Um, not prepared for it. Not ready to hold it. Cannot nervous system. Can't handle it. And trauma, all this other stuff grew up with nothing. So it's now like, oh my God, I better spend all the money before it goes away. Yeah, totally. And in lottery winners too. It's like Same a story thing. we see over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no build into it. And a lot of programming around money. Most of these people didn't have money. So they're like, it's going to, it's going to be gone. I got to like do something with it while it's here. Right. If you give a wealthy person $10 million, they just invest it. Yeah, it's, it's like know. not very sexy, but it's going to keep building. But it can also be sexy. You can also get your $10 million home, but they probably already have that. Do you know right. what I mean? Like they've they've made that happen and that there's just not that franticness in receiving where it's like, or this whole like, oh my God, everybody around me is going to ask for the money. Oh my God, well, so-and-so went bankrupt. Now I'm going to go bankrupt too if I keep the money, so I better spend it, right? Like, and when I say wealthy, I mean, people who've actually like, you know what I mean? Learn to hold sure. wealth. Yeah, they you like I am big believer in spending based on like desire and have the fancy home and of do the things. But I guess um 
what I was saying, but yeah, to me, I'm like, if it isn't investing your money sexy, isn't having a lot of money in the bank sexy? Because I know you're like, sounds unsexy, but I'm like, that sounds hot. We're compounding money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sexiness. It's not the like going out and blowing it all on like Lamborghinis and like, unless like a Lamborghini totally lights you up and then you yeah. feel amazing, then go get your Lamborghini and then get sexy with your money, get compound sexy it with your money. and like treat it softly and with flow. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to purchase the things that make you feel lit up and you're going to live in this way. That's really aligned for you. And it's not going to be this frantic energy that you're talking about. Well, cause a lot of that crazy spending is a trauma response. Totally. Yeah. They've been told their whole life they were nothing. And it's like, I'm here now. I can buy this $20 million mansion. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. It's like a literally like an FU energy. Mm. Yeah. Totally you know? different. Yeah. Totally different from that receptive, from the receptive mode, completely different. Totally. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Why did I even bring that up? <laughs> I just got <laughs> lost, but I love talking about this. Yeah, no, it's it's um, so good. And it's, you know, we're talking about the about the quantum realm. Oh, right. I love what you said about the about the choices being like 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 a menu. You you can ultimately it's going back to that idea of creating your future, creating your reality and also reminding ourselves that we do not have to continue to suffer along this timeline. We can choose something else that is for us that already lives in the vortex and in, in, in that quantum field. We just have to we just have to call it on in. We just have to request yeah. that, that be the timeline that we hang we're hanging out on next. Right. And it's like you align your energies and your actions to get there, right? So and it's like you look at what comes up in your body, what comes up in your awareness, what comes up in your thoughts, telling you that you can't have it. Yeah. Right. You want to actively clear that out. And, you know, one of the reasons I love some of the work we do, I have a, a mastermind, Feminine Magic and Money, which is about the deep embodiment of feminine wealth, pleasure, magic, and magnetism. And I say we kind of like we do quantum healing, quantum manifestation, all this kind of work in there. Um, like through the body, through energy, et cetera. It's like, so one, we clear out, right? All the stories, all the, the stuff, we all have it. But it's also like, allow yourself to be activated into something new. You know that feeling when you're almost like zinging with energy and you kind of mm -hmm. like don't know where it came from or let's say you tune into like, oh my gosh, that $5 million home that you really want. And it's like, you feel it in your body. You all of a sudden like feel different. You know that feeling? Yeah, totally. That's okay. So one. that yeah. feeling is an activation, right? This is why it's so important to put yourself around what you do want, right? So you can normalize it in your body. But it's also like through some of the work we do in my world, it's like we help activate new frequencies within you. Wake up your dormant DNA, right? Like wake up this lifetime within you where you were wealthy and you were happy and you were so in love and everything was flowing. Every past lifetime was not miserable. It's impossible, right? So it's like, let's wake up the parts of you that like want to come online that are naturally a match for what it is that you say that you want to. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people get stuck in these like healing circles over and over and, and they're like, I've been doing so much. Why has nothing changed? I'm like, but what have you been activated forward with? right? It's mm -hmm. like, we, we want to be doing both. Yeah. Yeah. You were a queen in a past life somewhere along the way. Call that, call that one in. Exactly. Like you just had to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somewhere, I mean, somewhere that it's there. So just call it on in. Activate call that, that. Forward. If you can feel it somewhere, if you even want it, like you're meant to have it or you wouldn't want it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. for example, if I, 
meet a doctor who's made millions of dollars, I think it's interesting, but I'm not like, oh my God, yes. You know, when I meet another woman in my space, who's, for example, ahead of where I am, I'm like, mm, and doing it in a way that feels juicy and yummy to me. I'm like, ooh, that's a vibe and I'm paying attention, right? Because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what are a couple resources, books or podcasts or... Um, obviously you have your masterminds. What are some things that you recommend for folks that are just starting to get into this thinking? Totally. Well, come listen to my podcast, Queen Flow, the podcast. It's all business, money, feminine energy, manifestation, all the things. It's amazing. I do have a self-led um, course. It's kind of like an introductory to my world called Money Queen. And that is a great place if you're really wanting to work on like healing your relationship to money and learning how to call money in on purpose. I literally like teach the practices that I was using when I was at even 10K months. And I still use a lot of them where I am now. Um, that is an amazing resource. I don't really read any books. Everything kind of, kind of just comes through me. I know yeah. I've honestly never read a book about money before. Well, so many of the money books are written by men who are very much teaching a patriarchal method of right like yeah. you shouldn't even be going out to dinner unless you have no debt like that kind of stuff that bullshit yeah like mm -hmm. goodbye yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true so i don't read any books around money um and, and you know it's my gift right so i want to kind of like just let things come through my channel but i would definitely start with my prop my podcast is a fantastic resource and definitely you can look at my course, Money Queen. I'm happy to give the code to your listeners also. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd it's really cool. incredible. I had a woman call in $175,000 from this self-led course who damned me last week. I mean, the stories I hear coming out of it just are pretty crazy, yeah. but it's really powerful work. So that's a great place, honestly, for anyone to start. Gorgeous, and then of gorgeous. course, if you want to go deeper, I have so many courses, programs, et cetera. You can head to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. I'm very active on Instagram as well. It's jocelyn.kelly.reed. And if you don't know where to go, you can just send me a DM and I'm I'm happy to help. Awesome. Awesome. What's up? What's a mantra you can leave us with that will help you to activate and open up to that abundant flow? Mm. I'm trying to think of how to say it succinctly, but it's basically like for everything I desire, there's a match on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So we tend to think like we're the ones, like think about it in love, for example, like we tend to think like we're the ones wanting and it's like, well, no, if you want that, it's because there's already a match that exists for exactly yeah. the way you want it, right? Mm -hmm. If you want $100,000 coming through your business that badly, it's because $100,000 wants to come to you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, remembering that there's a match on the other side and that that's why we're even being turned on to the frequency in the first place that it can be met. Yeah. Beautiful. Love that. Amazing. Awesome, Jocelyn. So we'll definitely get that code and share it with our listeners. I know yeah. that they will be so grateful. And what do you have coming up this, this fall that we should, we should be tuning into? Um, so Feminine Magic and Money, the mastermind, which I mentioned, that only opens twice a year. We are going to be starting sometime in later in October. So that's great if you're really wanting to get into like the quantum healing, quantum manifestation. That one doesn't matter what business you have if you're full-time. Like it's not about business. Um, I have so many. I think that that's going to be the one that's like definitely time sensitive for that, that period. But no matter where you are in business life, 
money, I've got something for you, but that's the one that's going to be time sensitive. I have a number of other programs that are open year rounds or containers that are rolling. Um, something for everybody, <laughs> honestly, whether you're at the beginning of your journey with money or business versus like, you know, you're stepping into seven figures and beyond. I literally have something for, or you want to focus exclusively on energy, or you also want to focus on healing, or you're really just wanting to focus on business things. Yeah. Just reach out to me. But feminine magic and money only opens twice a year. So that one's like definitely important to know about in terms of the timing. Perfect. We'll make sure we have those details in the show notes too. And thank you for coming and chatting with me about all things money and healing and energy. I said at the beginning, you're the money queen and it's been such a pleasure to get to get some of this knowledge. From oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I genuinely loved this conversation. Me I really too. did. Me too. <laughs> such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks okay. So thank you. Thank you so much to Jocelyn for joining me today. Thank you for listening. Remember, you are an abundant divine being. If this message resonated with you in this conversation and there is someone else in your circle that you feel like needs to hear this and remember their own divine abundant nature, please forward this episode on to your people We love it when we get new listeners because something really resonated with you. Also, feel free to share on social and tag us at yourwoowoobff. You can tag me as well. Send me a DM if you want to chat about all things abundance, money, energetics, quantum leaping. I love having these conversations with you. Until next week, we will be back again. It will be wedding week for me. Wish me luck. I will definitely be sharing a bit of the behind the scenes over on Instagram if you want to come hang out and see how it all goes. Until then, sending you so much love. Take good care.